This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi bholte hain. Unfortunately, uh, Abhinandan is a little busy today so uh, he won't be able to join us for this hafta but I'm here and wish you all a really Uh, a very very happy women's day so we have um uh, first up to all our subscribers we have a special subscription offer for all our women uh, subscribers or potential subscribers we're going to be uh, the details of which you can check on our home page but essentially we're going to be offering a 40% discount on all news laundry subscriptions for all the women and if you're a female and you get three of your female friends to subscribe you also can get a lovely nl t-shirt from us so do check that out uh, on our home page and all so um a holy offer ends this saturday so those of you who wanted to avail of our holy offer please please log on to our website and do subscribe uh we have a lot to talk about today um and we have with us uh, garima chitkara hi garima is an independent journalist she's a producer based in new delhi and she writes extensively on asian capital markets and banking and we hope we're going to talk about it uh, though uh, it's almost now not being discussed so much but we hope to talk a little about about the pnb scam with garima since she reports on the banking sector we have with us raman sir hello and we have with us ts sudhir who's going to be joining us to uh, talk to us about uh, the sensational new development of tdp leaving uh, the alliance with bjp so hi. <laughs> yeah hi sudhir great to have you and um so apart from that i'll just read out a bunch of things that's going to be on our uh, that we're going to be talking about of course the week was dominated by elections in meghalaya nagaland and tripura uh, there was a lot of talk of bjp uh, taking over in the northeast the lotus or the saffron wave uh, taking over northeast you we had the results of meghalaya nagaland and tripura uh, being announced this is the first uh, i think instance of a direct left versus right fight in tripura i think cpim was in governance bjp came and uh, 135 seats and is effectively forming the government uh, curious uh, fallout of the election results was even felt in tamil nadu <laughs> So there was this statue of Lenin that was desecrated in Tripura. After which there have been multiple acts of vandalism. You've had a statue in Calcutta of Shama Prasad Mukherjee that was vandalized. Then Ambedkar statue in Meerut, and then Periyar statue in Tamil Nadu. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about the PNB scam, and of course Karthi Chidambaram. Uh, Shri Shri Ravi Shankar had an interesting. He has uh, offered an interesting out-of-court settlement for your, for the Ayodhya uh, log jam, which we'll discuss. and uh, it happens to be women's day and great news coming in from the courts uh, hadia's uh, marriage has been upheld by the supreme court so that's great news that's she gets to be with who she wanted to be with we can discuss that case also a little bit so um let's start with sudhir uh, tell us a little about uh, this whole intrigue what what does this how did this really happen because it's it was brewing for a while and the union budget seemed to be have you know it seemed to have been the last sort of uh, thing that broke the uh, the alliance but tell us a little about how this happened and what this means for 2019 or for bjp well yes it has been brewing for a while in fact though uh, the union budget that really had nothing much for andhra pradesh was seen as the last straw even uh, towards the end of the last quarter of calendar year 2017 there were murmurs within the telugu desam whether it really makes sense for them to continue with the bjp given that despite being an ally of the bjp both in delhi as well as in andhra there were two 
BJP ministers in Andhra, I mean Naidu's cabinet, uh, they weren't really getting much. They uh, they really didn't gain much from the alliance, as it were, because the whatever the provisions, the promises which were made under the AP Reorganisation Act of 2014, uh, many of them weren't fulfilled. The fund flow was not satisfactory. Uh, there was a lot of to and fro about how much should be due. Just to give a small example, for instance, at the time of bifurcation, the then governor, who is also still the same governor, Yasin Narasimhan, hmm. they had calculated, and it was also upheld by CAG, that it's a revenue deficit of 16,000 odd crore rupees for the residual state of Andhra Pradesh. But when the NDA government came to power, they contested that and they reduced it to 4,100 crore rupees, one fourth of that. And then there was a lot of back and forth as to what should be the right sum. Uh, in between, they agreed on a sum of 7,500, but finally they gave only 4,000 crore rupees. So those are some of the uh, complaints that the TDP has, saying that we haven't really benefited by being part of the ruling alliance. Hmm. Also, there is a feeling within the TDP that the BJP's uh, Powers, political powers may be on the wane, uh, which is why they have taken a political decision because they want to go to the people of Andhra Pradesh and say we would have fulfilled all our promises, but for the fact that the BJP did not help us. That's interesting. They actually believe that BJP's power is waning. I mean, considering they've just won a lot of elections. I mean, I know it's at the northeast, but still. I well, mean, it was around Gujarat that this talk started, and the fact that Gujarat was a close race led them to believe that you know. Not everything is working in the BJP's favor. Then there were the bipolar results coming from Rajasthan. Uh, then, of course, the union budget kind of changed everything. So, which is why from uh, December and January onwards, there have been these murmurs which are going a little, which are going a little public from the TDP side because that's usually Naidu's style. He'll kind of let it simmer for a while, make it let his people talk about. I mean, have a voice of discontent coming from his people. Then he himself spoke, uh, saying that. You know, if people are not happy, we will walk out of the alliance. The BJP was also doing its bit of politics because the state BJP leaders were encouraged to uh, criticize Naidu's governance and stuff like that. Oh. So there was a lot of tutumeme war of words which was taking place. It was kind of brewing for the last couple of months. Hmm. And there's also like some reports I was reading where uh, Naidu has said that they were cold shouldered and they really tried to reach out, but like no one from the center was. Uh, he makes he makes a lot of about the fact that he went to Delhi 29 times to uh, yeah. talk about Andhra's cause. The critical part is that for the whole of calendar year 2017, he did not get an appointment. Yeah. That was seen as strange that he did not meet Modi despite being one of the senior most allies of the BJP in the ruling uh, dispensation. Yeah. But at the same time, someone like Jagan Mohan Reddy got an appointment in May uh, last year, hmm. wherein he actually leveled charges of corruption against Naidu. That did not go down well with uh, the TDP at all because they saw it as some kind of a design by the BJP to work out some kind of a relationship with the YSR Congress. So a lot of things taking place, a lot of real politics, a lot, lot of things to do with the funds flow, a huge amount of trust deficit, all leading to this divorce hmm. uh, taking place last night. Can we say that the TDP is going uh, Congress way, or or they are trying to find some other allies? No, the TDP would want the BJP to go the Congress way because the Congress, if you remember, after the bifurcation it did for the people, I mean, for Andhra Pradesh, with which the people of Coastal Andhra and Alsima were extremely unhappy, they reduced Congress to a zero. There is not mm. a single MP, Lok Sabha MP, not a single MLA uh, of the Congress in Andhra Pradesh today. The party is virtually over uh, as far as Andhra Pradesh is concerned. The, the slogan that they are now going to tell the, uh, take to the people of Andhra Pradesh is. 
the what the congress did in 2014 the bjp has done in the last four years not help the cause of andhra pradesh at all the, the mm. point is whether naidu will be able to convince the people of andhra pradesh uh, that only the bjp is the villain of the piece and not the tdp because people would turn around and ask you were in uh, power uh, with them for the last four years you were enjoying power in delhi with the bjp why did it take so long for you to realize that the bjp was not being helpful enough mm. so that is something just the tdp will have to convince but on the ground there is a lot of negative sentiment for the bjp so the bjp is not going to be uh, <clears throat> politically a very positive force at this point in time in andhra pradesh why is that so i mean what is this negative sentiment on ground among people what Because are the reasons because naidu has managed to actually successfully convey this among the people that but for the bjp if the bjp had actually fulfilled most of the promises that were made in the ap reorganization act we would have actually uh, i mean andhra pradesh would have been a much better state if all the funds flow had been made uh, come to the andhra pradesh at the right time if the different projects the educational institutions the various infrastructure projects which are all been promised under the reorganization act if they all had been uh, started we i mean andhra pradesh would be good because what main problem that andhra is facing of course it's also to do with naidu's own grandiose plans of having this um, larger than life fancy capital called amravati which will yeah, need an investment of 50000 crore or crore rupees that hasn't happened because in the main capital area it's still at the design stage even the tenders have not been floated the few constructions which have come are the temporary secretariat and the temporary assembly a couple of educational institutions and a few roads that's all that naidu has to show so the corporates are also a little way of investing in amravati people like reliance are investing in other areas of andhra pradesh but amravati whether it will really take off and the big doubt is what happens if naidu doesn't come back corporates the industry are very wary of that so the yeah. industry is kind of waiting and watching if naidu comes back we will invest in amravati if um, because they don't know what if someone else comes like jagan moreddy but they will continue with the same plans mm. as far as amravati is concerned so uh, does this mean in 2019 or general elections there could be like naidu could be uh, interested uh, to join hands with the third front like mamta has already made some overtures to kcr do you see like naidu also a couple of things here all these people whether it is ketan dushikar rao or chandrababu naidu they are all looking at a 1996 or rather hoping for a 1996 kind of a situation 96 oh. was when he was convener of the united front when he could have actually even become the prime minister instead of devagoda or ik gujral he did not at that stage but they are hoping that it will be a situation where the bjp can be pegged to just about 200 seats the congress is less than 100 seats which i think which will lead a good 225 to 250 or seats for this regional parties and that can be cobbled together of course it will be a messy coalition as yeah. uh, the past has shown uh, <laughs> but that is something which many of these people are hoping for will naidu be part of a third front definitely not under kcr's leadership because kcr was his transport minister when he was chief minister in the 1990s in andhra <laughs> so it will not be under kcr's leadership for sure but naidu will want to kind of make his own moves as far as some kind of a federal front a non congress non bjp kind of a coalition is concerned also he would want to move to the center making his son nara lokesh the chief minister of andhra pradesh for which of course he has to win a second term in 2019 so once he gets his son um, uh, uh, appointed as the chief minister of andhra pradesh naidu would certainly look at least his tdp senior leaders in the tdp tell me that he would definitely would want to kind of move to the center and play much bigger role Uh, but what kind of an arrangement it will be uh, where he can play a role at the center that is going to so 
Plan A would be a BJP which does not get 200 seats will have to depend on allies like TDP, mm. which hopefully would get a um, good number of seats, at least they would hope so. And then they bargain for their pound of flesh and funds. That's plan A. Plan B is a united front kind of a scenario where regional parties come together outside support from either Congress or BJP and a 1996 kind of a situation. Wow. That'll be a third front with lots of PM contenders. <laughs> this uh, yeah. Jagan Mohan Reddy, there were several corruption cases against him. So, mm. uh, so what is the situation like? I mean, I think, uh, is there any progress in those cases? Or they are in the... Um, in a kind of uh, cold storage? They're all in the trial stage. For instance, he's on a Padhyatra now. So every week, um, I think once he was not given exemption from personal uh, appearance. Mm. So he has to go to court and appear in court. So that legal process is going on. That will take its own sweet time. Mm. Of course, the, uh, the, the the talk was that he would try to have some kind of an arrangement with the BJP mm-hmm. to probably get out of the cases. Whether that happens or not, doesn't happen, we don't know. Uh, but again, now what Naidu with the manner in which he has cornered the BJP, at least in Andhra, mm. the rest of uh, the country may not share Andhra's perception, but within Andhra, he has kind of made the BJP look bad. What that results is in that uh, even Jagan Reddy cannot touch the BJP because if Jagan Reddy does some business with the BJP now, mm. he will be seen as someone who is trying to uh, do business with a party which has not been receptive to Andhra's cause. And he may be doing it for his own, uh, for the sake of his own uh, legal uh, battles. So, uh, Naidu with his politics has essentially uh, isolated the BJP so that the fight is essentially between him and Jagan Reddy. And Naidu, by projecting this image as a sole protector of Andhra's interests, will try to say that, you know, I am the person who even forsake power uh, from Delhi for the sake of Andhra's interests. Hmm. Okay, great. So, um, moving on, uh, there's been, uh, I'll, I'll come to Garima since you haven't spoken. So, um, you followed the elections uh, that were uh, reported extensively last um, week. And a fallout of the election was that there was a statue of Lenin, which some people <laughs> on Twitter said Stalin. It was uh, bulldozed. So, what's your, did you follow that bit of news? I mean, I saw that on Are the you a Lenin fan? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I no. don't. I don't believe in the As followings a, of Karl Marx. Yeah. In fact, today I saw you're not a commie like uh, no. the rest of us at Naxal Laundry are <laughs> accused of. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not. Um, but uh, no, uh, I, I did see that, and I think it's a. I think it's a ridiculous sort of. It's a ridiculous way to celebrate your election victory, mm. and I think the 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 response, you know, to that in in uh, in in Kolkata and then in Meerut and then in Chennai, I think it's. It's a pretty, I mean, it seems like such a, it seems a, like a waste of, a waste of time. It's, it's a waste of the country's time. And, and I, I honestly, I mean, I don't have very strong opinions on, on the right or the left ideology, but, hmm. you know, desecrating a statue, um, no matter who he was. I mean, Lenin, first of all, did not have the kind of history where you can even justify, um, you know, taking down a statue is just an ideological disagreement. I mean, mm. it doesn't seem like a productive way to express mm. your disagreement with the ideology. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, 
uh, to me it struck me that you won i mean you won the elections why do you want to now go <laughs> like you've you've done it you've proved what you had to so going around bulldozing the statue was i think for, for them it was, it was, uh, and was even more uh, bizarre was on twitter you had people from india foundation who worked on tripura elections like rajat sethi celebrating it you had ram madhav say great you nearly every the tripura governor who said that he almost said it's you know it's power for the course it had What's, a cascading effect hmm. after that i mean yeah. it, it spread uh, all over the country hmm. west bengal the shyama prasad mukherjee yeah his statue was and uh, then so then you had h raja say that uh, we'll do the same to periyar statues in tamil nadu uh, what was what do you think like such a statement is suicidal right for bjp to make see h raja is a repeat offender i mean it's not the first time he has made this kind of a very divisive comment uh, in october last year he took on the uh, tamil film mercil uh, which starred superstar vijay because it had a small 10 second um, dialogue uh, which criticized gst and the bjp in tamil nadu made a big issue of it oh, yeah. actually helping the movie uh, actually making it a bigger hit than it would have yeah. normally would so uh, in that sense he's known to make this kind of divisive comments but uh, in this particular case he seemed to have a uh, bit more than he could chew and uh, the reactions were very very sharp because uh, periyar uh, i mean even though he has made extremely controversial statements uh, uh, talking about he who invented god is a fool he who propagates god is a scoundrel he who worships god is a barbarian uh, but at the same time he is considered one of the you know tallest rationalist social reformers who have come uh, from tamil nadu so uh, given the fact that the entire dravidian ideology flows from what priya's thoughts were um, the reaction from a dmk from a vico um, and the other smaller tamil outfits but pretty much unpredictable line so what it has done is to kind of push tamil bjp further more into an isolated uh, space as far as tamil nadu is concerned in fact uh, tamil nadu is another state apart from mandra where the bjp is seen as extremely unpopular seen as a very hindi and a hindutva kind of a party and so uh, for uh, raja to come out and make this kind of statement it actually made it difficult for uh, the bjp the, the reaction was uh, on uh, brahmins because there were cases of uh, of the sacred thread of a few brahmins cut by oh, some yeah, that uh, news men was also coming in yes so those kind of incidents were reported from chennai hmm. so obviously uh, even the brahmin community whose cause ashraja may have wanted to espouse were not happy with this kind of extremely divisive commentary hmm. that was coming from him and he made a fool of himself by saying that i was not uh, i hmm. did not post the facebook post it was one of my admins who posted the facebook post which led to jokes and memes on twitter saying that ashraja the facebook owner sacks ashraja the facebook admin so <laughs> something like that yeah but uh, i was just wondering i mean apart from the political parties of course for dmk and admk periyar is i mean it's their god but what is how is his hold on the common people like is it is it really strong does an average uh, tamilian feel strongly towards uh, periyar does it have a lot of uh, well for one we can't say that periyar is their god because periyar did not believe in god anyway oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that apart uh, difficult to quantify how the average 
say a 20 year old tamilian really whether he believes or uh, uh, you know adheres to the ideology of a period difficult to quantify hmm. but i saw it in a different context as to what may have provoked h raja if he indeed posted the facebook post himself uh, because the two parties that swear by periyas ideology are the dmk and the admk yeah. apart from a host of smaller dravidian outfits but uh, the late jalita for instance instance uh, visited temples she participated in religious prayers and offerings even though this was completely against what periyas propagated uh, in fact those in the present day admk are known to be extremely religious and superstitious in fact even the family members of some dmk leaders are known to privately participate in religious rituals so would they accept periyas definition of being scoundrels and barbarians mm. uh, so uh, my sense is that bjp since it has obviously no hope of getting any part of the hardcore dravidian follower vote this seems like perhaps a raja's individual attempt to tap into the religiously inclined non brahmin hindu who is perhaps not wedded to the school of atheism which was propagated by periyar but the problem with the bjp as usual is its approach you know because the bjp as a party perhaps believes that vandalizing or defacing a statue is good enough to you know destroy or annihilate an idea that has held roots for decades yeah. you know so the madrin which the last part of it is political tamil nadu reacted to uh, uh, raja's uh, post Uh, of seeing periyar statues being brought down would have given the bjp a harsh reality check which is why perhaps they were quick to distance themselves from uh, what raja said no it was really nice to see that the prime minister he reacted very promptly in this on this issue i yes. think he was he, uh, unlike uh, you know uh, the other cases let's say the cow mm. vigilantism he never reacted so fast yeah. but in yes. this particular case he reacted so fast so it it in a way it has contained the vandalism i think we just had but even three... today there have been instances uh, there have been instance of an ambedkar statue defaced in chennai there has okay. been an instance of a mahatma gandhi statue defaced in kannur in north kerala so wow. i mean there are these individual incidents which are being reported it's uh, like competitive vandalism now everyone is yeah. like whoever's <laughs> but interestingly i was reading a little excerpt i think someone on twitter posted uh, periyar's views on gandhi's statues uh, where he said that we should break he was a big uh, he was a staunch critic of gandhi and he said oh, he was quite an infant terrible actually he's at, his time, his <laughs> he has actually said that uh, we should break hmm. all gandhi's statues but yeah anyway hmm. that was interesting to see all of you listening in uh, the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta We will see you again next week with the hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served, and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. and subscribe to our youtube channel